and welcome to episode number 53 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about Twitter noise. There's no doubt that Twitter has made some massive changes to the way their system works in the recent past. One of those changes has been to totally get rid of, at least on their website, the ability to sort all of your posts chronologically. It's something that I always enjoyed more than any of this algorithm concept of we'll find what you want and we'll bring it to the top. No, I just want to go to my newsfeed when I want to check it, see what's going on at that moment. But no, Twitter doesn't allow that anymore. I know some people have told me you can still do this in some apps, and maybe I need to find an app that'll do this, but I like the convenience and I like the ease of being able to check on this kind of stuff directly in a web browser. Because as my buddy Ryan Bemrose will tell me, apps are evil and I shouldn't be putting more apps on my devices in order to access information, access websites that are already available right there on the internet. Any browser should be able to access them. And when Twitter made this change recently, I went back and I started searching through all of the settings to see if it was just buried again. But I did my due diligence. I went and looked through the Twitter settings, and there are a lot of them. And I did not see anything on sorting your posts chronologically again. So now you're completely stuck with getting the content that Twitter thinks is the most important to you. And that might be okay for some people if the system actually worked. I noticed that it wasn't working pretty much right off the bat because I listened, as a lot of you know, to the No Agenda podcast. They broadcast live every Thursday and every Sunday. The guy that runs the podcast, Adam Curry, along with John C. Dvorak, always posts when the show's about to start. They send out the bat signal saying, hey, we're about to go live. And they post at the end of the show saying, here's the post now. The show is live. Now it's in the RSS feed and you can download it. Well, being the good listener that I am, the good producer of the No Agenda show that I am, I like to retweet Adam Curry's tweet with usually a pithy comment or something on that or taking a victory lap of one of my art pieces, one for the album art for that particular episode. And I started noticing that his posts were not showing up in my timeline. And I thought that was kind of odd because. If these algorithms that are supposed to learn what it is we want to see, and they're, they're trying to tailor this content allegedly for the end user, this is supposed to be for our convenience, right? This is supposed to get us what we want. This is supposed to bring the tweets that we should find important to the top. That should be what Twitter should be hitting us in the face with, hitting us in the mouth with, if I can use another no agendaism. But I found it odd then that the posts from Adam Curry were not showing up in my timeline. And I would search. I would keep going down the timeline because, again, these aren't chronologically. So there's no easy way to know because I know when Adam Curry's tweeting, especially for the pre-show, because he mentions sending out the bat signal. And I would be scrolling, scrolling, scrolling down my Twitter feed, and his post wouldn't be there. But if I go to Twitter.com slash Adam Curry, hey, there it is. Is this a shadow ban? Well, kind of, maybe, 
but some of his posts get through. So it's not a complete and utter shadow ban. It's something a little bit strange, but why weren't these posts showing up for me? Somebody who almost religiously without fail will retweet the messages that show up on Thursday and Sunday. Are Twitter's algorithms, are they that bad that they can't realize that I'm always retweeting these? So obviously I'm engaging with this guy with his tweets. So why wouldn't they show me his tweets? It makes no sense. I would go out on a limb here. <laughs> Not, I mean, I didn't do the research on this, but I would guess as far as all the retweets I've done in the last year, there's more for Adam Curry's account than anybody else's. So it's weird again, if your algorithm is supposed to be there to give me the tweets that I want to see, how come I'm not seeing them from Adam Curry? It's very strange. Is it because he doesn't have that little blue check mark? That's possible. Is it because his podcast has been accused of being a Trump apologist podcast, which it's not. If you're not listening to no agenda, I'm surprised you're listening to my podcast. Didn't you even know about me? Cause a lot of people from the no agenda community are who listen to this show. If you're not listening to no agenda, I'll tell you one more time, go listen to no agenda. If there is any podcast that is being made right now that I would consider essential listening, that goes on the top of the list, even before random thoughts, even before grumpy old Ben's the show I do with Ryan Bemrose. You got to listen to no agenda. So it was interesting to me that these Adam Curry tweets were not showing up. So I made a post and I said, I don't know what kind of Twitter fuckery this is, but I'm not seeing this post. And Adam Curry replied and he said that his wife had noticed similar things with other people that they follow. So it seems like this is a new thing with Twitter. And the reason, I mean, nobody really knows for sure, but as I was about to record this podcast, the other guy from No Agenda, John C. Dvorak, put out a little paper on Twitter and how to fix this problem. And we're going to try this because there's a solution, allegedly, that might make this better. And he has an interesting take, Dvorak does, on why this is happening. I don't necessarily believe this, but he thinks that maybe Twitter is getting to the point that they're almost at the breaking point. He is correct in pointing out that when Twitter first started, we would be seeing that fail whale quite a bit. When things didn't go quite right, when the servers were overloaded, when the demand was maybe a little bit greater than they thought it was going to be. But we're still talking now. A site that just deals with small bits of text and a lot of graphics which are reused over and over again that can be cached. And they have a ton of money, at least I believe at this particular point, if Twitter was getting close to capacity from a server level, I would be surprised. But he does point out that this would explain why they're cutting back on the posts that people see. And it would also explain why the chronological choice of how you want to view your tweets had to go away, because if you choose the chronological way, they have to show you. Or you're going to notice they have to show you every tweet from every person that you're following in chronological order. So that may hold some credence. It would definitely explain things. And it'll be interesting to see moving forward if anybody can prove this or if Twitter has any comment on this. Because, I mean, I have always thought that Twitter is nothing but white noise. I did the test about 10 years ago. 
or whenever Twitter started, when it first started getting popular, and I did it again a few months back, when I asked people, hey, if you saw this tweet, just let me know. And if you have a thousand followers, you'd be really lucky if like 10 or 20 of them would say they saw the tweet. So there's a lot of white noise on Twitter. There's no doubt about it. If you try to follow more than a handful of people and you really try to follow everything they say, it's pretty much impossible, which is why Twitter to me has become more. We've talked about this with radio as opposed to podcast. When you're listening to a podcast, us podcaster dudes, we expect that you're going to come in at the beginning and you're going to listen to the whole show and hopefully enjoy what you're listening to. When it comes to radio, it's a little bit of a different concept. It's expected that people are going to pop in and pop out at random times. And that's how I have to deal with Twitter at this point. And that's why it still made more sense, even from a chronological thing. See what people are saying right now. It's like a conference call to me. If I see a friend that just posted something, I can respond. They're probably still on their phone on Twitter, and you can have a quick back and forth. I never really looked at Twitter as something that I wanted to see a message that was, you know, three, four, five hours old. It just didn't seem like that type of a system to me. It just didn't make any sense. But Twitter now, this is the way they want. They want to put the posts they think are allegedly most important at the top of your timeline. And the question then becomes, why aren't they showing things like Adam Curry's post? And why are they showing me stuff that I really don't care about? And John C. Dvorak talks about this in his paper that he put out. The address, if you want to read the paper, is at cosmicweenie.com slash Twitter underscore overload dot PDF. I can put that link in the show notes. And it's a good read. It's an interesting take on what's going on with Twitter. And his solution that I found in this paper was interesting to me from what I found while looking into this concept. This all revolves around what Twitter believes are your interests and how it figures this stuff out. Well, I'm sure that is a trade secret that they don't want you to find out. But in this guide, that John C. Dvorak put out. He goes through the whole process here of going into your Twitter account, going into the hitting the more button, getting the information about your account, going into data and permissions, going into where it says your Twitter data, then going into interests and ad data. And once you get into that, you have three choices. You have interests from Twitter, inferred interests from partners, which I think is kind of interesting as well, and tailored audiences. And this data that you're going to see here is allegedly what they're using for their algos to give you the experience that they think that you want. Now, here's the list of what they have on my account, which I found a lot of this just, uh, it, I would like to say interesting, but it's more infuriating from just how wrong it is. And it's kind of sad that a company that you think would have better tech than this, or this is what they're using. I'm a little bit disappointed. The first thing is, and I'll be unchecking these as I go along, because this is what is suggested 
from John C. Dvorak's paper. He looks like he has tested this out and had immediate results with getting better messages, getting the better tweets that he wanted to see. All of the tweets. This is doing less filtering, I guess, when you get rid of the interests and give more of a clean slate that Twitter's confused. So they probably show you everything, which I guess kind of makes a certain amount of sense. But let's just go down the list here. Interests from Twitter. It says these are some of the interests matched to you based on your profile and activity. You can adjust them if something doesn't look right. The first one is hashtag Sunday morning. I don't remember ever using the hashtag Sunday morning, maybe once at some point, but it's certainly not something every Sunday I'm going to do. I'm not really interested in what people are doing on Sunday morning, so we'll get rid of that. Next is TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. No, it actually just says thank God is Friday. So I don't know. God is Friday or Friday is God. That seems a little strange, but that's Twitter for you, I guess, when it comes down to details. I don't ever remember using TGIF because Friday has not been the end of my week for longer than I care to remember. So I don't quite understand why I would be that happy about TGIF. The next one, action sports. I'm not really interested in action sports. I mean, the most sports I have watched any time in the last couple of years would mainly be baseball. And hell, there's not a lot of action that goes along with baseball. And overall, I haven't really followed baseball in a couple of years. The next actors and actresses. No, not really. Wouldn't say that would be the top of what I want to read. I don't really like people magazine stuff like that. Okay. The next one they got me on. They got me dead to right. The next thing on the list, Adriana Lima. I will admit I like Adriana Lima. She is one beautiful Brazilian bombshell. Hey, if she's listening, reach out, say hi. But I'm going to uncheck that as well because I follow Adriana Lima, so I don't really need any other Adriana Lima news. That's, I think, go right to the source's mouth. I think that's the way you want to go. The next, adventure travel. No, can't say I'm interested in adventure traveling at all. Aesthetics, I don't even know what that would refer. I mean, I know what it refers to, but I don't understand what kind of aesthetics information, aesthetics tweets that I would need from Twitter. Al Gore. Well, he's a fat, bloated, lying idiot. I don't need Twitter to tell me that. So I'm going to uncheck Al Gore. Alex Bregman, a baseball player there. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. They think she's an interest of mine. Uh, I think Twitter, you're getting this a little bit wrong. I don't think Twitter understands that if you make tweets saying somebody's a complete moron, that doesn't mean they're an interest of yours. Or maybe I'm missing something. Maybe that just uh, maybe just making fun of her is make they make they want to think that I'm really into Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I'm not next down the line. American football. I've never been a football fan. Never, never, never shown any interest in football whatsoever. But I guess because, you know, I'm a white guy in Chicago that uh, I must like football. No. Uh, Amy Walter, not even sure who that is. Uh, Andrew Penatendi, no, he's a baseball player. Android, okay, maybe. I mean, I use a Google phone. Anthony Scaramucci, not really an interest. I mean, I've heard the name. I know who he is. Uh, Apple, no, not really interested. Apple iPhone, Apple Music, Aretha Franklin. I mean, I like Aretha Franklin, but I'm not really over the moon as far as a fan and follow her career or any of that. But uh, I don't know. 
We can just go down the line here, and it's sad. Austin Barnes, Bach. Yeah, I mean, Bach, the composer. I mean, I'm more into Ted Nugent. I mean, I don't mind classical music, but I certainly wouldn't list it as an interest of mine. They have baseball listed twice, behavior around beauty and behavior around fashion. I have no idea what that even would mean. Behavior around beauty, behavior around fashion. Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, I watched the Sherlock from the BBC, but uh, not really a huge fan. Beta O'Rourke. I mean, let's put him right in the same category as Alexandria Acrecio Cortez. Beto O'Rourke, one of the biggest nut jobs I've ever heard. He's coming for our guns. Yeah. Thanks, Beto. How about that constitution, buddy? Then the Big 12, Bill Gates, Bob Dylan, books, Boston Red Sox, Brad Hand, Brett Kavanaugh, Brexit, Brexit, CNN. Oh, I love CNN, man. Caesars Entertainment. You know, I've been to Vegas a few times. I don't think I've ever stayed at a Caesars property. Don't think I've ever mentioned Caesars. Uh, (laughs) The next one, camping. I guess they mean homelessness. They don't understand what camping means. Uh, They must mean homelessness. Candace Owens, kind of like Adriana Lima. I follow her directly. I don't really know what more I need as far as an interest. But hey, I mean, that's, I guess, getting close. Maybe like one out of every 15 on the list. Twitter is kind of getting close. Then celebrities, celebrity, cereal. Well, if you saw my Biden's corn pops uh, (laughs) artwork, maybe. Uh, Champagne, Charlie Sheen, cheese. (laughs) Cheese. Yes, cheese. Chris Pratt, Christian Yelich, coffee, college life. You know, I wish I was back in college every now and then, but no, a little bit past that. College football, no, don't watch it any more than regular American football, NFL, comedy, comedy, Conference USA. I won't bore you with the rest of this whole list because, as you can probably tell, a majority of this is complete and utter crap oh elizabeth warren she's on the list too it's amazing to me at least they have donald trump on here too so they're not just throwing this towards one side of the aisle but it's interesting to me the stuff that they pull out here and just how far from my interest a majority of this stuff is where every once in a while they kind of hit on something another one on the list here more towards the bottom because we're going alphabetically is Hector Santiago. He's MLB pitcher. I'm not even sure if he's still current. He was with the White Sox a few years back. Uh, He's a New Jersey guy, and he was always fan-friendly, and he responded to people on Twitter. It's really a cool dude, but I wouldn't put him as an interest as much. You know, he's just, again, a guy I've tweeted with, so I don't understand why he shows up on the interest list when, you know, nobody else on my list is showing up on here. So it's a very strange thing how they come up with this with this list and what they think I want. So the basically to try to reset your whole account, I'm going to have to go through and uncheck about 300 boxes. And the last thing on the list is Chinese characters. I don't even know what that says. I'm going to have to go through this list and uncheck absolutely everything to see if resetting this will help me see the tweets that I want to. I interacted with a guy that is a White Sox fan, a younger kid, a younger black kid, that we've had some great political conversations in the past. And he tweeted something the other day that I saw. 
and it was oh twitter is now censoring people or whatever welcome to 2019 and it's like okay i know i felt this has been going on for a while but i tweeted back to him and he was like hey you know what i haven't seen your tweets in my timeline in a, in quite a while he's like i don't have you muted or anything it's like well hey i know i'm tweeting so this seems to be something that is running rampant on twitter right now if you're just not seeing the tweets from people that you used to see a lot of, you may want to go directly to their Twitter page and see what you're missing because it's probably a lot. And as much as I hate apps, that may be the way you're going to have to go is to get an app that can actually show you the people that you're interested in, show you the tweets that they're making without any of this Twitter. You know, maybe you can't even go as far as saying censorship, but you can make some guesses based upon what tweets you're seeing. And what tweets you're not. Maybe it looks like it's just political stuff that they're blocking, and maybe it is, but maybe it's because they're trying to monetize things. Maybe the they want their advert, they want it to be ad friendly. It's another topic that the No Agenda Show has talked about quite a bit. These online services, they have to be advertiser friendly. If the advertisers see bad things, they're not going to want to have their ads on the same page that some of this hateful rhetoric that's being spewed. By hateful people like Candace Owens. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the problem is, but it seems that perhaps Twitter trying to monetize this white noise mess is just leading to even less useful content than I was used to getting, which was never a lot, but now it's even worse. So, as my buddy Larry from that Larry show has pointed out, you have to be there. You have to post your messages because that's where a majority of the people are. I fully prefer the federated system. Gab.com is on the federated system now. I'm on it through No Agenda Social, noagendasocial.com. I'm going to put an invite link also in the show notes if you want to get onto noagendasocial.com. Join us on that. It's basically Twitter without the censorship, and you have control of what's going on. But the audience. At No Agenda Social, the audience at Gab, the audience at this Fediverse still can't compete with the eyeballs that are on Twitter. So we need to get everybody off. Otherwise, everybody loses. And that sounded way dirtier than I meant it to. The other part of this Twitter system that just seemed way more nefarious to me than the interest from Twitter, where they had 256 interests listed. They have something that says inferred interests from partners, which I have zero. So I guess I'm winning that one. But there was another choice called tailored audiences. And that says tailored audiences are often built from email lists or browsing behaviors. They help advertisers reach prospective customers or people who have already expressed interest in their business. You are currently a part of 1,000. 474 audiences from 170 advertisers. You can opt out of interest based advertising and your personalization and data settings. This will change the ads you see on Twitter. However, it won't remove you from advertisers' audiences. Yeah, I don't know exactly uh, what that means or what these audiences are, but there's a little link request advertiser list. And once you click on that, they ask you to verify your password again. Like, this is some big crap. This is some stuff that you shouldn't even be seeing. We have to verify it's even you before we're going to send you this information. And it was available immediately, which I thought was interesting. 
and they made it available in a PDF format. The first one on the list, Absolute Vodka US. <laughs> don't drink Absolute Vodka. I don't really drink vodka at all. Then AT&T and AT&T Thanks. I hate AT&T. They are one of the worst companies ever. Do nothing but overpriced stuff. They're still charging my parents like 100 bucks a month for a landline phone. And we're going to go down the list here, too, of things like Bachelorette ABC. You know how many episodes of The Bachelorette I've seen? Zero. (laughs) So, again, I think that maybe this whole Twitter thing, these people trying to guess what people are into, not doing a very good job of it. But it's something that I would highly recommend you request. See the list you're on. Go through the rigmarole and take yourself off all of this targeted advertising stuff. And I'm going to do what John C. Dvorak said. And I'm going to click on all those little checked boxes next to all these alleged interests from Twitter and see if that makes my Twitter experience a little bit better. I'm not sure it will, but we'll find out. It certainly can't get much worse at this point. And again, I highly recommend you check out John C. Dvorak's paper on this at cosmicweenie.com slash Twitter underscore overload dot PDF and sign up for the no agenda mailing list where you'll get all this kind of good information that follows the media in a way that not many people do. And they can do so like us here at the random thoughts podcast, because we don't have advertisers and we're not worried about being deplatformed. You can speak a lot freer when you don't have to worry about making sure the people trying to sell widgets or macaroni and cheese are happy with what you're saying like the no agenda show the random thoughts podcast works on the value for value model if you think you got anything out of the show then feel free to go to random thoughts r-a-n-d-u-m-b thoughts.com click the little donate button and buy us a coffee buy us an lp whatever you want do it once set up a recurring subscription it doesn't matter every little bit helps if you got something out of the show and you want to help contribute and make sure there are more shows that sound good and everything works right, then it's always appreciated when people reach out and show their support for the show. If you have any comments, questions, criticisms, you can reach out to us via email at random thoughts podcast, R A N D U M B thoughts podcast at gmail.com. I know I got to change that. You can also reach us on Twitter, maybe depending on what kind of a what kind of a vibe Twitter's putting off that day at random podcast, R A N D U M B podcast. And you can follow me again, maybe unless we're being kind of shadow banned at Darren O'Neill, D A R R E N O N E I L L. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of any comments, any criticisms, bring it on. We'd love hearing from the people listening to the show. And as always, thank you for listening to the show. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of great content. There's video games. There's music. There's a lot of things you can be doing with your time. And if you're listening to this show, I just want you to know I fully appreciate it and am not taking that for granted. We will be back with you next Friday or thereabouts. As my buddy Larry likes to say over on that Larry show, next Friday is my wife's birthday. I probably should get her a birthday gift sometime before then. Don't want to procrastinate too far. Otherwise, you may never hear from me again. With that said, until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thank you for listening.